and back with the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. But it wouldn't be a Fantasy Football Pater Podcast now, would it, if it weren't for the Fantasy Football Guru? If you need to ask him questions on Fantasy Football, please join us today at the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. You just sign up. It's that easy. It takes just a couple seconds. Boom, you're in the group. You got over 200 different kinds of fantasy football owners that are out there all sharing their opinions on trades, waiver wire pickups, and the whole nine yards. And you can ask even him directly with any questions that you might have covering the world of fantasy football. Anything else, you're on your own. (laughs) But it is my good friend, our guru indeed. It is Tyler Baker. Another great weekend in the NFL, my friend. Oh, man. Did you happen to see that Rams-Saints game? I made an effort to check it out. What a shootout. Kind of surprised me a little bit because it just shows that a good offense is better Mm. than a good defense. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't think the better team won, but you have to give it to New Orleans. Drew Brees, I mean, he's just so good. 346 yards, four passing touchdowns. I mean, (laughs) when he's in the zone, you're not going to stop him. Aaron Donald, all those guys up front, you're just not going to stop Drew Brees when he gets in the zone. And he is just having one of those years breaking records. Of course, they were playing at home. And when you play in New Orleans, that is an advantage for the Saints. But man, what a great game. It was high scoring. And each one of these teams is just so packed with talent. It was such a pleasure to watch. Now, you had said that you thought the better team lost. And you and I both had talked about at length over the course of the season how we both thought that the Rams are the best team in the NFL or were the best team in the NFL. In fact, we both probably still think, when it comes right down to it, that the Rams are still the best 53-man roster that's out there. But seeing the evidence of what happened this weekend with the game in the Superdome, If the New Orleans Saints get a playoff game against the Rams Mm -hmm. in the Superdome, (laughs) i.e. an NFC championship perhaps, there could be some really good – not only could be a barn burner, not only could be a great shootout, but they definitely do stand a chance of making a great impression and heading on to the Super Bowl if that's the case. Yeah, we're going to see both of these teams again in the playoffs. And if the two best teams in the NFC – go and meet in the NFC Championship. It could be these two teams. I still have some questions about New Orleans, but we very well could see these two teams again, and they're going to be watching a lot of this game to prepare for the next time that they play. And I can't help but wonder when Sean Payton is going to stop putting Tims and Hill in. It just seems like it's just too slick, too fun to have Taysom Hill in there. And and I am wondering if... They're going to kind of outgrow that phase and stick to Drew Brees under center every single snap. Well, what bothers me is the fact that you go out of your way to create a defensive line with a whole bunch of great names, and then you go out at the trading deadline and get one more, mm-hmm. and you still cannot effectively rush a what 40-year-old passer that's out there. <laughs> just blows my mind how the schemes of an offensive line when it's done correctly and when you have effective offensive line play 
that can neutralize a whole entire defense, especially a vaunted defensive line. Yeah, they're going to have to get used to playing together a little bit. That's going to take a little bit of time. But Drew Brees, like you said, he didn't take a sack tonight. The guy was just amazing. He was in the zone at home. You know, this is just one of those football games where, I mean, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he showed it. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You can check out our extended episodes each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and over 30 different podcast outlets. Plus, if you have any questions for him, you can email us, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. But a great place to go is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group, and you can ask him directly. He just loves helping out people when it comes to fantasy football. There was also other great performances this weekend in the NFL. One I can obviously tell you that you saw, I know as well, was in New England where they pulled away at the end from a very solid Green Bay team. Once again, we're singing the praises about Tom Brady and the Patriots. Stop me if you've ever heard this before, but (laughs) a slow start in the beginning of the season Everybody's counting them out, saying Belichick is done, Brady is done, the Uh Patriots are done, 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 done. And guess what? A few weeks later, hey, everything is now all turned around, and the Patriots are now looking atop everybody else in the AFC. Yeah, and and, uh, they have Cordell Patterson as as their leading rusher in this game with Sonia Michelle banged up. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just so Belichick. It would have been nicer if his derriere actually had crossed the end zone since I had him on my fantasy football lineup this week, but still a solid performance, especially from the wide receiver position, which is very nice considering the fact that the, when he runs and is the primary running back, it bodes even well for those that have him in a wide receiver slot. Yeah, Josh Gordon showed tonight. There were some rumblings before their last game about him missing meetings, which um, there's 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 always been an issue with Josh Gordon and his accountability and um, you know his practice habits and being on time and the Patriots are just one of those organizations that they just don't tolerate those types of mistakes and so it looked like that the ground it was was a little shaky and and it still is a little shaky I think he has one strike and he's out but. He seems to be on the right path, and he showed what he could do tonight. It seems like he's he's moving a little bit better. In the past weeks, it seems like maybe he didn't quite have his feet under him. He looks better now. He looks athletic. And, of course, when the ball's in the air, he's one of those guys where he's going to go get it. And defenses better start accounting for him, too. Well, the one thing with that is even though the Chiefs have a better record, Their loss is to the Patriots, and right now (laughs) Vegas and I think you and I, if it came onto a neutral field, would probably think that the Patriots stand a better chance right now of coming out on top in between those two. Maybe it's not because Mm -hmm. based off of talent. I would say it's more based off of experience in Mm -hmm. a playoffs-type situation. I would bank on Brady in that type of scenario over Mahomes, even though Mahomes is having an outstanding season. They won again this weekend. Just truly incredible performance for the Chiefs. I think they're an Mm -hmm. extremely solid team on the offensive side of the ball. Is there going to be enough defense for them to try and go ahead and be able to make a solid run in the playoffs and not flame out early on? 
The defense is getting better. It sure is. And with that Kansas City offense, they just have so many ways that they can attack you. And both of those coaches, talking about Belichick and Andy Reid, both of them have a lot of playoff experience. Uh, but one of them has a lot of winning <laughs> playoff experience and and has won multiple Super Bowls. But Andy Reid just has so many fun toys to play with there. Kareem Hunt was the one that had a big day today, as well as Travis Kelsey. And you know, next week it could be Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. I mean, there are just so many things that this offense can do. And, you know, as, as the season progresses and if this defense can continue to improve, I still think we're going to be looking at, at Kansas City as uh, one of the best teams in the AFC. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. You can check out our extended episodes each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and over 30 different podcast outlets. Plus, if you have any questions for him, you can email us, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. But a great place to go is the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group, and you can ask him directly and even send him private messages as far as what type of lineups or changes if you're worried about someone else prying eyes uh, as far as their prying eyes into exactly everything going on with your lineups, whatnot. If you need to make some private messages for him, he can take that as well, but he just loves helping out people when it comes to fantasy football. My friend, it was another great weekend, like I said, in the NFL, a lot of great matchups. I told you under the radar, and it was still a great game. That was in Carolina, where again, you called it, my friend, some great matchups are ahead for Cam Newton, including that happened this weekend. But the Fitzmagic, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, four, yeah. Four, touchdowns, four, four touchdowns. Yeah, two interceptions, and that you know that's that's okay. That's but still, <laughs> but still, your thoughts on Carolina and the fact that I listened to what you had to say in recent episodes about Greg Olson. I was very hesitant to put him out yes. there for good reason. For good reason, and I, I was just shame on me for not doing so because the fact is he came back and he came back strong. Is he going to be a viable option going forward, or is the injury risk just too great? You know what? It's been, what, four games now since he's been back? I think three. I think two or three. Okay. Okay. It's been three games since he's been back. It looks like now he's into his role, you know, in there every play, and he's managed to get this far without without the foot re-aggravating. I mean, it's always going to be lingering. But at this point, we've seen him come out. We've seen him produce. He was very efficient today. Six targets, uh, six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Those are really, really good tight end numbers. Tight end is a position that has been just really shaky this season. So at this point, if you have him, you have to put him in. And I certainly didn't mean to lead anyone astray. But when he had that foot injury last year, he didn't have surgery on it, came into this year and immediately hurt it. You know, there's always the risk that he's going to re-injure it. But with fantasy football, you really have to balance the risk versus the rewards. And there's just a handful of tight ends that you feel comfortable playing every week. I would now consider Greg Olson, since we've seen it, since we've seen him play, play well, and uh, doesn't seem to be affecting his foot, I think that he's one of those guys that you can feel comfortable playing from here on out. Because that offense really is lacking in receiving talent. Yes, it is lacking in quite a bit of receiving talent. I, 
And they're, they're very heavily dependent on, like you said, a lot of things going on within the running back and also the tight end position. So going forward, I think I might have to go ahead and, and take that chance because the points that he got this weekend were just too good to pass up going forward week in, week out until, sure. like you said, the inevitable may happen and he might re-injure that foot sometime soon. Yeah, and you know what? That's just part of fantasy football. Like, I did not have a good week this week at all. I lost two leagues because I had picked up Fitzpatrick, but I didn't play Fitzpatrick. And it just so happened that the quarterbacks that I played just had miserable days. So you hate to see points sitting on your bench, but you just kind of have to weigh the risk, the rewards. And sometimes you have to be malleable in your opinions. And, and, and I'm one that... I don't want to act on it until I see it. And we've definitely seen it from Greg Olson. And there was another tight end today, you know, with the with the trade that happened in Denver, sending Demarius Thomas on his way. We knew that Cortland Sutton was kind of the next guy up, and he's kind of a clone of uh, Demarius Thomas. But that wasn't the biggest beneficiary. The biggest beneficiary was Jeff Howerman, uh, the tight end there. He had 11 targets, 10 receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Anytime a tight end gets 11 targets, that is huge. And he managed to catch 10 of them. Now, they've used Howerman actually with pretty good consistency this this year. And he's had a lot of those kind of high value targets like around the goal line type things. But now that Demarius Thomas is gone, now we see a tight end emerging that, you know, this is certainly a breakout game. I don't know how consistent this type of production is going to be. But when you see a tight end put up numbers like that after a major change in the offense, or at least a pretty significant personnel change, you should definitely take notice. So if you're hurting a tight end, that might be another tight end that you could go to the waiver wire and pick up this week. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun, or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. We spoke at length on last week's shows regarding the NFL trade deadline. How did some of these moves affect not only the players that we were talking about, but more so importantly, the teams and what they're doing to make changes because of those trades. Yeah, well, there were, <laughs> I tell you who didn't have a big day, and that was Kenny Galladay. That dude crushed me in some leagues this week. It was not a good week for me <laughs> for fantasy football, but Kenny Galladay really broke my heart this week. Now, some of these other guys that have just switched teams Demarius Thomas actually got used a lot there in Houston this week, but, you know, of course, they're without Will Fuller for the rest of the year, and Kiki Cutie didn't play. So it's kind of a necessity that um, Demarius Thomas been 
was was used this weekend, and he's a pro, so you can expect him to come in and and uh, be productive. And he was. He was targeted three times, caught all three of them for 61 yards. Not bad for your debut. But there were quite a few changes this week. Most notably, Hugh Jackson finally got the boot. And wouldn't you know that Duke Johnson, now Duke Johnson is a great football player, but he's really just been the invisible guy there in Cleveland for about two years now. And it's insane because he's a great route runner. He has great hands. He's super athletic. So why hasn't he gotten the ball? Well, the new regime there, I guess, has figured this out because Duke Johnson, nine targets, nine receptions, 78 yards, and two touchdowns today. That is huge. So where a lot of changes have been happening there, not just with the coaching change, but also Carlos Hyde got it got shipped off. Nick Chubb is is certainly going to be the early down back, but you are going to see Duke Johnson become a bigger part of this offense if this game is any indication about what this team's going to look like moving forward. Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Catch our extended shows each and every week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and over 30 different podcast outlets. My friend, is there any last thoughts on the weekend in the NFL? You know, it was full of great matchups, a lot of interesting and intriguing opponents going after each other, a lot of great numbers that are out there. I know over the course of the next month, we've talked about the fantasy football trading deadline coming up later in the month for many leagues and and some other maneuverings. I know for the Friday show, we're already working on some ideas for that already. What are you looking at as far as some some observations from this past weekend in the NFL? Well, Delvin Cook's back, and that's good to see. He actually played, and he looked pretty good, and he made it through the game healthy. Now, Minnesota has a bye next week, so it was really good to see him come out, play without re-aggravating that hamstring, and he's going to have another week off. There might be a Dalvin Cook owner that you know, with bi-week troubles, you might be able to to snag him before the trade deadline. But it was good to see him back. And I know a lot of teams are glad that he is looking healthy again. Elijah McGuire in New York, it was good to see him come off of IR. Didn't get a whole lot of work. Seven rushes for 30 yards on the ground out of five targets, caught three of them for 37 yards. He is explosive. He is going to be part of this offense I think his usage is going to increase as they move forward. They want to see what they have in him. And he's, he's just a great talent. This is a team that that's rebuilding. And with the injury to Bilal Powell, there's, there's definitely some room there for another running back to come in and have some fantasy relevance. And then we're getting ready for week 10. And this is the week that either Le'Veon Bell is going to come back or he isn't. So uh, these questions that we've had the entire season, it looks like it's going to be answered this week because this is it. He either comes back on, what is it, the 13th, or he doesn't come back. So we're going to get an answer to the Le'Veon Bell question this week. The deadline is the 13th and investigates. It's still about... Uh, you know, it was still about a week away, so he still has some time to decide one more weekend. But I think we're going to start getting inklings of what he's going to be doing within the next few days. We should hear through the rumor and the waiver, the rumor wire, and as far as the NFL insiders and all that that are trying to gain an edge on exactly what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. I think we should start here hearing some rumblings, maybe maybe the middle or late this week on what he's going to do if he's not checked into camp already. I don't think he's going to do it come the next Monday morning, 
I think that's a little bit too late. I think you're going to hear a little bit more about that in this coming week. So that's a great observation by you. And if he's going to be effective at all for the Steelers and at all for any of the fantasy football owners who still have him on their roster, definitely has to come back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I've been holding on to him. I only have him in one league. And luckily, I picked up James Conner. Because coming into the season, it's you know it was, hey, he did this last year, blah, blah, blah. It'll be fine. But then when it looked like he wasn't going to play, luckily I went out and, and picked up James Conner. And James Conner has been just fine for my fantasy team. James Conner has been just fine for the Steelers. And this is an unfortunate power play by Bell and his agent you know, to try to strong on the Steelers and they just weren't having it. And it's, it's putting Le'Veon Bell in a really bad spot because if the Steelers wanted to franchise him again, they can. But what's more likely is that they could use the transition tag, which means that any team that makes an offer to Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers will reserve the right to match that offer and retain Le'Veon Bell. So I think it's in his best interest to go ahead and come on back to the football field this week and just get 2018 done with. And if he comes back and you and I have talked about it, I I don't see any way that it's not a split, at least for the first couple of weeks. And you know, maybe we'll see where it goes from there. But any way that Bell can help the Steelers win, they're going to utilize that. And Bell's still a great running back. And he can do things on the field that James Conner just can't do. True, but he might be severely out of shape. You never know. Uh, he could be. I would be surprised. If he comes in and he's out of shape, every single general manager in the National Football League is going to see that. And all of these millions of dollars that he wants to get <laughs> next year, it ain't going to happen. If he ditches the team because he wants more money and then he shows up finally out of shape or fat <laughs> or whatever, man, he's it's it's severely going to affect his bottom line next year. And Le'Veon Bell's a veteran. He's in the prime of his career. I'm pretty sure he's going to come back, maybe not in football shape. It may take a little bit of time for him to, you know, get into football shape, but I don't expect him to come back out of shape necessarily. And that's what I was meaning to say, but not necessarily, he wasn't in, he probably won't be in football shape. That's that's Mm going to take a little bit of time and plus get the contact that you're normal, you're used to having as a running back. So those type of deals to me need to be a factor before you go ahead and put him back into your lineup as a flex, as a starting running back, what have you. You need to see how he looks first off after he takes his first few hits. What is his first game back going to be like? Is he going to pick up his win back? Mm-hmm. How does he look? A lot of fantasy football owners that still have him or mm-hmm. might be able to be fortunate enough to pick him up off the waiver wire are definitely going to be looking at that if and when he comes back. And if he does, he comes back soon. We'll be able to talk about it on our Friday show. And if not, you can imagine we're going to be having that again as a subject come our Monday show. Sure. And it's going to be in everybody's best interest for him to come back and split time. It's going to be less injury risk for Bell, and it'll be better for everybody. And if you happen to have Connor and Bell when he comes back... Man, I don't know what you do. Depending on your other running backs, you maybe start both of them. (laughs) I'm going to continue to start Connor where I have him 
until I see that Le'Veon Bell is going to take over. But I don't know if he's going to fully take over. I, I, I mean, I can definitely see a scenario where they get him back into shape and they just run him into the ground. <laughs> but, you know, James Conner's done some really good things on that football field with the Steelers. James Conner is the future of that position. And there's a lot more questions than answers, but I have difficulty seeing a scenario where it's not some sort of a running back by a committee. I imagine it will be, but I see for the good of the team that they rely more heavily than what you're expecting or what you're thinking with James Conner. I think for okay. the team to go ahead and be cohesive and be supportive of what's going on, they will go ahead and tell the coach if need be that they want to support James Conner because James Conner has been with them through the fight throughout the entire season. Mm -hmm. And I still sure. see James Conner getting the bulk of the carries until playoff time. And if that's the case, they might go with Le'Veon Bell a little more often then. But I think for the sure. rest of the season, I think it's still going to be an issue where if he does come back, they're going to be in this, essentially like warming him up, so to speak, for the mm -hmm. playoff run. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're poised to make the playoffs right now. They're leading that division, and even if they don't win the division, I mean, they're 5-2-1 and one right now. That's still in pretty good shape. So, yeah, I think you're right, and I do think that Le'Veon Bell gives them the best chance to win. Le'Veon Bell is much more shifty. He's maybe doesn't have that power element that Connor does, but in all of the other areas, he is better than Connor. Not to say that Connor can't do great things because we've seen it, but there's been several runs that I've seen Connor in this season, and I can't help but think, man, if Le'Veon Bell would have been in that situation, he would have gotten more out of it. So Le'Veon Bell, I think, definitely gives the Steelers a better chance. But it's like you said, what kind of shape is he in? How long is it going to take for him to get up to speed? Even when he is full strength, are they going to you know, keep them both fresh? I think, I think it's going to be somewhat of a committee. And the beginning of that committee is going to be leaning more towards Connor. But then, like you said, towards the end of the season, when the playoffs come around, I think you're going to see that sway a little bit more in Bell's favor, if he even shows up. Hopefully, this drama will end very soon. I know. I'm and sick if of it, it. I've had enough of it as myself. It should end one way or another very soon. And when that's the case, we'll give you back an update on for fantasy owners out there on what you need to do with Le'Veon Bell one way or the other. My friend, it's been another great weekend in the NFL. So glad you and I could talk about it. Like I said earlier, looking forward to talking more to you about week 10 in the NFL coming up. This cannot wait for it. And that'll be on our Friday show, the PCC Multiverse. And like I said, it's always great to have you here as part of the Fantasy Football Patriot Podcast, and of course, right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos.